Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing, 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 bing. Bubbingly, bing. No, it's December night. It's yeah, coming out. but we haven't done the episode yet. <laughs> well, yeah, it hasn't come out. It's not coming out in Australia until tonight. Australia. However, hello, I'm Claire Twenty. James is here also. He's with Clement. James Clement. We are married, and we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. Yep. And the pep in my voice is because, uh, and just like that, the Sex in the City TV series that is coming out today. Looks terrible, but I'm so excited. <laughs> well, so we, we've decided, uh, we made a pact with God that we would <laughs> review every episode. Uh, it'll be in the suggestible feed. Obviously, you don't have to uh, listen to that. I'd imagine a lot of people subscribe to this are probably not Sex and the City fans. <laughs> How dare but you? this is something that Claire and I are committed to. We are both big fans of the show, genuinely. We have seen every single movie. We eat a movie and, and, the, and the show. <laughs> and the TV show. And we even watched the Carrie Diaries prequel. No, we definitely couldn't do that. Could not deep dive into that. I have been watching all of the press and the like lead up to this as well. I've been following Cynthia Nixon and this Kristen Davis and the Sergio Force Awakens. <laughs> it is. And I've got a horrible knot in my stomach because the trailer trailer was so terrible and we just wanted to talk about that today yeah. well i think before we do that though we need to talk about the australian podcasting awards Claire. oh yes 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 yes, yes because yes. uh there was a big push and up uh, in the community as well and for people voting for us in the australian podcasting awards and this being my less successful podcast of the two <laughs> that i do by quite a bit let me just point <laughs> oh, that out yeah. we actually ended up coming third which is not a slight i think that's incredible i'm genuinely surprised that they let us be involved in any way, and by that I mean uh, iceberg lettuce. Yeah, iceberg lettuce. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> mean a silly me. Just saying anything. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. It was it was really really cool to see. We didn't go because uh, it was in Sydney, and also they didn't tell us to come, which made me think we definitely didn't win. Because <laughs> when when the Weekly Planet won a few years ago, they were like, "Yeah, you're you're definitely in the top three. You should come. You guys should come." Uh, yeah. but, but they didn't. They didn't reach out at all. So anyway. Super cool. I and know. sure, we didn't get a trophy. And sure. We got a little digital bronze medal though. If a I little want... video with oh, us up there. Right. And what I have to say, A, thank you so much. This community is just the it's bloody so nice. bee's knees. Everyone was so nice and got so far behind it. I saw lots of comments like, we let you down, it didn't happen. And I was like, no, not at no. all. Because most of you probably are not listening from Australia and may not know that Emerald Shiano, who came second, is one of ostensibly the biggest names in comedy and radio in this country. And then the people, Life Uncut podcast who came first. Um, Laura from that podcast, uh, she is one of the biggest names here as well and yeah. it is huge and she won it last year and we didn't enter last year. I didn't know that you could enter twice. I thought it was you could Me only neither. enter. So we, we, the Weekly Planet is coming back next year to ruin the Australian <laughs> Podcasting Awards yet again. 
Cool. All right. So next year we're building it back. We're yeah. going, coming back because I thought you couldn't enter twice. Exactly right. So better than ever. And we're going to go next year to the award no, ceremony. I'm not yes. Gonna go. I'm just going to yes. win. I'm just going to win it. I don't want to go. Oh, God. Uh. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Anyway, thank you to everyone who voted yeah. for us. You guys are bloody amazing. And it really made my week. I've had a big week. I've been very excited. You've had a big week. You've I been know. buzzing like a little iceberg. I know. Lettuce. I went to the most beautiful Christmas lunch on Sunday as well. You did. You oh. Instagrammed that. Just just powerful people sitting oh, around a table, just this, like A table of some of the most incredible women and slash minds in this country, which I was sort of just in awe. I just sat oh, there you asking shouldn't have lots been there. of questions. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't have. And I just sat there asking so many questions because they were just so awe-inspiring. I learned so much. So I'm all buzzy from the Australian Podcast Awards and from that spectacular lunch where I tried not to put my foot in it and mainly just listened and like Lisa Miller from ABC Breakfast just casually sat down next to me and I had to just rein in my my uh, excitement <laughs> and I just asked her about what it was like to write a book and she was just glorious and she had a great story about the Logies which is like the TV show awards and basically it's how like the Australian <laughs> Podcasting Awards for Australian <laughs> television. Yeah, but it's a little bigger than that. Anyway, oh, wow. she told this bit. amazing story of how she got out of a limo on the red carpet for the Logies and she stepped out and it was the first time she'd ever been to something like that. It was before she was hosting News Breakfast and just the whole crowd erupted in these cheers and she thought it was for her <laughs> and she was just waving and being like, look at this. And done. it was and limo. Then, no, yeah, no. Apparently, limo. there was like an American because they always have an American star that comes out for this Australian TV. And apparently, the American star was in the car behind her, and a guy literally said to her, "Please get out of the way. You're distracting us." <laughs> <laughs> and she just said it was so funny. Anyway, she was great. If so, you, yeah. uh, I love how they drag out. Um, American stars to the Logies and they're just like, I'm confused. Like the the cast of Young Sheldon did like a little bit a few years ago and everyone's just like, what is this? <laughs> Matt LeBlanc <laughs> famously came out in like 1997 and everyone was like, this is very weird. It's and so it was weird. weird. I feel really bad for him. I know. It's so weird. Our country is so weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Shall we get started now? Uh, yeah. Where would you like to start? Do you want to... Do you want to do Sex in the City at the end? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it at All the right. end. Well, what do you, what's your first suggesting of Oh, my goodness. Okay. You have to put your headphones on for this. Oh, my God. Is this another song? No. I'm not making you sing, though. I, that brought so much joy to me. I actually feel like from all of the wonderful things that have happened this week, the fact that I got you to do that song was by far my favourite. Really? <laughs> I just, I've also really appreciated everyone who has made comments on it online. Your mum messaged me and said, how did you get James to do that? Did you ambush him? And I said, absolutely, I did. Of <laughs> it was just great. She was also like, uh, maybe we should do three more and we'll get Mason involved. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. What are you talking about? Christmas album also, time. Also, nobody, like people who enjoy that, you don't want three more of that believe or me or do they james give maybe, the people what they want and now it, i have another so no i don't know maybe no. we make it a christmas tradition <laughs> maybe we but my god oh my god it was so good all Anyways. right maybe i will maybe i won't i'll just surprise oh, you'll have to just wait in suspense with like a horrible knot in your stomach because feel like at any moment i might spring another song on you to do mm. and it may be six months from now it may be two years from now it may be at the Australian Podcast Awards on stage when the Weekly Planet wins next year. <laughs> if you do it, I swear to God, I will take my laptop, fill my pockets with stones and walk into the fucking ocean. <laughs> I thought you were going to get me to throw you down a well. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. That was the best. People loved that line and also the line 
<laughs> Where you said, is this that about an affair? <laughs> is it? It very well could be. It was very confusing. She didn't want anyone, her brother or her sister. She was worried about what they were going to say. It was all very confusing. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to the recommendations. I have an absolute doozy. Now, last night I sat down on the couch and watched Tick, Tick, Boom. I I haven't had a chance to watch Tick, Tick, Boom. (gasps) I just, I nearly tried, I tried to watch it last night and I I just, I got caught up in work and everything else. No, it's the kind of thing you actually need to sit and absorb. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just glorious, but you can't just tap in and out of it it's it's you because of the intricacies because it's a musical yes you really need to be a part of it so yeah. directed by broadway icon lin-manuel miranda oh from hamilton goodness. fame and many other amazing things that he's doing tick tick boom is a dramatized musical biopic revolving around the life of jonathan larson mm-hmm. so he's widely known as the writer of rent and yes. um and he's a legend in modern american musical theater now there's a couple of really interesting things about the timing of this release. It's only just come out. One of which is that eight-time Tony Award winning Stephen Sondheim recently passed away. Right, now, do okay. you know who Stephen Sondheim is? I do not. I know the name, but I didn't. I... Right. Okay. So he is ostensibly one of the giants of the musical theatre world. Bigger than Andrew Lloyd Webber? Um, I would say yes. Bigger <laughs> than the dad from The Nanny, who <laughs> maybe also wrote musicals in the TV show The Nanny? Definitely not. Um, definitely not bigger than him. Anyway... So he is hailed as responsible for changing the face of musical theatre through the complexity of his lyrics and score, handling dark and emotionally charged themes around the human experience. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Stephen Sondheim first and then I'll explain why it's really relevant to Tick, Tick, Boom. So he started his theatre career by writing lyrics for West Side Story Ah. and Gypsy. Now, West Side Story, the film, is coming out as well. Then he became a composer and lyricist and he's best known for the following famous shows. A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Merrily We Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George and Into the Woods, which I happen to have a a starring role in at university. You played the (laughs) stepmother. Yeah, so not that starring. But, you know, still important. I had a beehive. Correct. Whole fly lashes. You came on the stage with a beehive and people were like, why did you bring live bees (laughs) to a theatre performance? Correct, exactly. Because I checked beforehand if anyone had any allergies. Um, Oh, good. So what's so beautiful about Stephen Sondheim is that before that I think musicals were often quite frothy and he does have froth in his shows but they always also speak to the dark kind of side of the human experience and kind of even though they're kind of like for instance Into the Woods is all fairy tale characters, he manages to get to the heart of themes of parenthood and Mm. kind of the drudgery of the everyday of feelings of inadequacy or, you know, going on a quest and searching for something and not being able to find it and the complexities of love. So his characters don't always go down that, you know, sort of very well-trodden, corny kind of thing. And, and the music itself is often really surprising. You think it's going to go in one direction and then the complexities of the chords and the arrangements just take it to a whole nother level. If you want a little snapshot of his music, I would recommend um, Lin-Manuel Miranda leading a chorus of Broadway artists in Times Square. Okay. And it's just the most beautiful rendition of Stephen Sondheim's Sunday, mm. which is like from his iconic musical. And it's just, it makes you just burst into tears it's just glorious because he was such a pivotal figure in so many artists lives 
Um, and Kristen Bell, who is from, you know, yeah, places course. like Frozen. 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 Um, she wrote a really moving tribute to him on her, on her Instagram about how he was pivotal in her career. Now, the reason why I talk about Sondheim first, I'm a big fan, but also because he was really pivotal in Jonathan Larson's career in kind of supporting him. And he actually plays a cameo in Tick, Tick, Boom, um, which is really interesting. His voice is actually on a um, recording in the show. And also um, he's played by, like this character of Sondheim is played by Bradley Whitford. Right. Um, So, yeah. Bradley Whitford. There you go. And Jonathan Larson, you can heavily hear the influence of Sondheim's music on his work. Mm. Right, so Tick, Tick, Boom is a dramatised musical biopic and it was a musical theatre show first. Um, so it's about how, like, the, the creation of the, of the musical Rent, is that correct? No. Isn't it about Rent? No, which is so interesting. So Jonathan Lassen wrote Rent, right, yeah. and it became this smash hit. Now, mm. this isn't a spoiler because it happened in the very beginning of this movie. Yep. Tick, Tick, Boom is actually the show he wrote before Rent. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But the story of Tick, Tick, Boom is actually the story. And so it is a play that Le- Jonathan Larson wrote and a musical show mm. in and of itself. And this is what's kind of confusing. The story of Tick, Tick, Boom is the story of him preparing for this show that ended up being a total flop. So he spent eight years of his life making this show. And I just am going to look up what it was called again. Superbia. Okay. So he wrote this, he spent eight years of his life from 1983 um, to 1991 writing Superbia, which is like this futuristic rock retelling of George Orwell's book 1984. And he was living in this like horrible flat in New York City and just like surviving off nothing. And in the show, he kind of tells the story of how he's put everything into this show. It's everything he thinks it's going to be. Stephen Sondheim comes to the workshop and the whole show is about him presenting this work to all the big producers in New York City um, and getting it off the ground and everything he's given up and the relationships that he kind of, sort of the people in his life that he treats terribly (laughs) because he's so focused on this artwork, right, at getting it into the world and it's a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) And it never gets off the ground. And so really the story is about him battling his own creativity, he gets to the end and nothing comes of it. And this is a bit of a spoiler. Um, Well, I haven't seen it. Do I want to hear this? Yeah, because it happens in the very first minute you find out. So it's not really a spoiler. So Tick, Tick, Boom in and of itself becomes more popular. So when this actual show, Tick, Tick, Boom in real life, Jonathan Larson writes this after he writes Superbia and it it gets him more notoriety because it is actually this incredible show, but it's it's much more personal. It's it's autobiographical. He then goes on to make Rent after that. Right. And the night before Rent premieres, he dies. Yes, yeah, so I did. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just did. this like freak accident where he was suffering that, from symptoms. Mm. It was not even an accident, really. He was suffering from like shortness of breath and chest pains and dizziness, and went to the hospital. And they did scans and couldn't pick up anything. But it ter- it turned out he had undiagnosed Marfan syndrome. Right. Um, which then meant that he just had this kind of. Um, so he dies in like the first minute of the. No, but he doesn't know because the show is Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, right. So that, but they tell you that he, the character, dies. Yep. Just before yep. he gets rent on stage, so they give you context as to why Andrew Garfield. Yes, plays him exactly. Who you might recognize from the Amazing Spider-Man. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. 
What about the social network? He's also no, Eduardo he's in the well, he's social He's in a bunch network. of stuff. He's <laughs> yes, amazing. He he's in oh, I thought you were being serious. Then. He's, a, he's really, he's really good. I would say at the moment of the three actors who have played the modern interpretations of Spider-Man, he is the most talented. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland is young, but I think he's really incredible. Well, he's absolutely yeah. spectacular in mm. this. And you kind of have to get through the first five minutes, I think. I love it because I'm a big musical theatre person. But if you're not, you might be wondering what it is at the beginning. It's sort of a little unclear and it's very musical theatre-esque at the start. Yeah. But it's so worth sticking through. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It's um, incredibly moving. Then Alexandra Ship plays Susan Wilson, who's um, Jonathan's girlfriend. Robin Des um, Jesus as plays Michael, who's Jonathan's best friend. And at the undercurrent of the show is the AIDS epidemic as yeah. well, and kind of this idea of bohemian artists and what you have to give up in order to make art, right? Mm. And then there's an undercurrent which you, I think, will also really enjoy about how he's got no money. And his friend, who's the actor, Michael, decides to give up on acting and go into advertising. Mm. And he's kind of got this pull, like push and pull of, should I just give all this up and go and write jingles for this company? And that kind of idea of being caged in that way and giving up on your dream. Um, And he nearly does it. And there's just the songs throughout it are just so moving. There's like rock songs, but then like beautiful ballads. Do they do they work in some of the music from his shows into this, or is it entirely original? No, no, it, it's actually the stage show of Chick Chick Boom. Oh, in okay. A so Lin Manuel Miranda doesn't do the the score. Like, no, I, no, no, he's, he's it's he's, he's, he's directed yeah. it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so that's what's kind of confusing I about it. That. Okay, because I was watching it thinking, is this all original songs telling the life of Jonathan Larson? But no, they're all songs telling the life of Jonathan Larson written by Jonathan Larson. Yes. And they've just adapted this musical okay, okay, biopic, getcha, if getcha. that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to quickly find, because there's also been a lot of buzz about the guy that adapted it for the screen, because he's also really excellent. And I did make a note of who that was. Sorry, Collins, can you just edit this out? I'm editing it. So. Uh, oh, sorry, James. Can do you, you want me to edit it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Collins is busy doing Hawkeye reviews. I'm so sorry, Collins. No, it's me. Oh, you? I'm so sorry. I'm doing it. <laughs> Apologise to me. I not find this. Stephen Levinson. Okay. Okay. So the screenplay by Stephen Levinson, so he's he's obviously used the screen, the, the show, the mm. theatre show, and then adapted it. And it's, it's wonderful. The way they've shot it, it's so cleverly done. There's some amazing special effects and cinematography as well in this that are really, really beautiful. Now, the other thing I really want to talk about, I know I'm rabbiting on because I love this stuff. There's a beautiful rendition of a song called there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Sunday that I spoke about yep. that Stephen Sondheim wrote and Jonathan Larson adapted that song to to fit um, he works in this place called the Moonlit Diner which mm. is just basically a diner in New York City and so he's rewritten that song to instead of being like a beautiful kind of poignant lyrics it's all about people ordering eggs and like 
the crap that you have to go through when you work in a diner. And what Lin-Manuel Miranda has done has recruited basically the creme de la creme of musical theatre royalty and got them all to do cameos. So he's got people like Hamilton's Renee Elise Goldsberry and Philippa Sue, oh, yeah. Fun Home star Beth Malone, um, original cast members of Larson's Rent, such as Daphne Rubin Vega, Adam Cascal, and Wilson Germain Heredia. Cool. So they work in like, yeah. Yeah. And so that, it's this members. beautiful thing. And then also he's got like the wonderful Bernadette Peters, who is just one of Stephen, S- Stephen Sondheim's kind of. Um, muses in a way almost like she's known for um performing in his musicals so there's just it's just for musical theater nerds it's just like the biggest joy but for anyone it is particularly now i just wanted to play you a small part of one of the songs all right it's called louder than words and it just reminded me because i know you're on a bit of a crusade against work right in terms of the traditional way that people have to work that's all you talk Fuck about work <laughs> All yeah. my friends in the group chat are like, I love capitalism and I love whatever. And, and then they're like, why do I work? I work three times as hard as I used to, but I'm not getting enough money. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, well, there fuck you go. Fuck work. Okay, here we go. So this song is not called Fuck Work. It's called Louder Than Words. I'm not even talking about work. I'm talking about like the grind. Yes. And the grind mindset. Yes. And the fact that people do not get paid enough for their work. Yeah, no, but that's exactly what this is. So I want you to listen to this song because... Anyway. With the whole song? Just some of it. Okay. Why do we play with fire? Why do we run our finger through the flame? Why do we leave our hand on the stove? Although we know we're in for some pain, oh why do we refuse to hang a light when the streets are dangerous? Why does it take an accident Before the truth gets through to us Cages or wings Which do you prefer? Ask the birds Fear or love, baby, don't say the answer Actions speak louder than When we can just get by and still gain Why do we nod our heads Although we know the boss is wrong really good that was really incredible i'm going to watch this maybe i'll watch it tonight yeah it's so worth watching there's it's that very lyric good. i know he got he uh he like he could sing a little bit but he like trained 
for this. Andrew Garfield. Afterward, yeah. Looks like he's going to get nominated. And next week he's going to be Spider-Man again. So that's also exciting. Yeah, it's all very exciting. Well, it's just incredibly beautiful. It's a shame that he's so talented and all anybody wants to do is ask you about being Spider-Man and the two Spider-Man movies he's in who, that aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite good. Because uh, honestly, in this, he is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. It's just, it's gorgeous. Anyway, enough of me rabbiting on about musical theatre. Off to you. Well, we might need to move on. I might save my thing to neck for next week and let's talk about our expectations for sex and or the city that just like that. Okay. Or, uh, I'm sorry. I? I feel like I've taken up all the time. That's nah, fine. It's good because I'll edit this and if I talk for a long time and then I'll, it'll be uh, it'll take me longer. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Anyway, so there was a new trailer that came out last week, a full trailer, and they were like, get ready because the girls are back in town. Well, three of the four of them. Samantha was hit by a bus, presumably. <laughs> um, and uh, so ha- ha- what are your thoughts on it? First of all, how do you feel about the look of the show? Bearing in mind, you haven't seen it yet, but a big part of what I do is trailer speculation. And you have been yelling at me about this show <laughs> that hasn't come out yet all week. And you're like, and another thing. It's too glossy. That's not how New York was portrayed in the original series. I'm like, I know. But we haven't seen it yet. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, I have so many feelings. I've already shared them with you. Yeah. So I don't... Anyway, okay. So to be fair, I haven't seen the actual show yet. And as you say, it's a TV show. So there could be some redeeming qualities. But really... <sighs> One of the things that I was really looking forward to was the fact that Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon particularly look like women in their 50s. Agreed. And I wanted a show that would do what Sex and the City did back in the day, be groundbreaking for women, to tell women's stories. And I know there's all the glitz and the glamour and the ridiculous budgets for shoes and all of that stuff. But they oh kind God, of, shoes. I feel like they've yet again missed the point of this show. Because the point of the show was not all of that stuff. That was like the icing on the cake and a bit fun. Yeah, it's not about the glitz and the glamour no, and the whatever. That's a, the, to me at least, uh, that's the boring stuff. Like, yes. like I give a fuck about shoes. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about shoes. Like whatever you like. Yeah, and I like, love the costuming. Yeah. It's not. It's it. But the the reality of it was that. At the time, Sex and the City was groundbreaking because it was gritty and it's and dirty, I guess, and it yeah. spoke about sex in a way that no one had heard before on screen. And it also depicted what women say to each other when guys aren't around, you know. And <gasps> yes, it's problematic, and yes, you know, it could I'm have told, had much I mean, more yeah, diversity. Twenty-five-year-old, like exactly. Show but at the time, women had never had a show like that that yeah. showed real female friendship and and women being super funny and also four women being the main central characters of the show in itself and then the men being superfluous. Like that just wasn't a narrative and still is quite rare often now. So that to me is at the heart of it. And, God, in the trailer there's this really stupid line like, God, like Carrie says, the future is unwritten because we are all at different stages of life. What the bloody hell does that even mean? It just is so corny. It does not mean uh, anything. It's what's called uh, in the biz. It's It's a line that they put in a movie simply to put in the trailer for something. It's like always in a trailer for like a, an action movie. They're like, the world's changing. The world's different. The world was one thing. The world's a different thing. You grew up thinking the moon wasn't going to fall into the earth. But guess what it is? Moonfall. It's a real movie. It's coming out soon. But yeah, that's just like, and it might, that might not, might not even be in the, in the end, in the final show. But it does feel like the snippets that we see. It, and again, it's a trailer. 
it doesn't feel very authentic. It doesn't no. look authentic. It's way I too li- shiny. Yeah, and I think also it's very possible that this is just like the first episode and something great comes of this in the ten or so episodes they're doing. I, I can't remember how many. You know, and... You know, and we'll see these characters develop and, and, and Big will die, fingers crossed. Oh, my God, hashtag <laughs> kill Big. Oh, Chris North will be so glad. He hates that character. I know. <laughs> but then he's going to get people coming up to him going, oh, my God, I was so sad, Chris North, when you died, when you died in the show, when uh. you got hit by the same bus that hit Samantha, what were the chances? <laughs> uh, oh, look, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they handle the fact that Samantha is no longer in the show. Yeah. Um, and that's quite interesting. I did an episode of Do Go On where I did a report on Sex City and I deep dive into all of that and yeah. the feud and all of the rumours and all of that stuff. Um, but Willie Garson, who plays Stanford Blatch, is passed, so passed away. away yeah. So he's in this and that's really heartbreaking yeah, and sad yeah, too. Yeah, that sucks. And look, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker is now doing, or Carrie is now doing a podcast because, you she? know, but yeah, rather than a column. And there's like a... Oh, you okay. Know, I thought you meant real life. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm sure she's doing podcasts in real life too, but in the show. And it just feels very much like... Look at us trying to update things to make it modern. It just doesn't feel yeah, uh, yeah, feel look, authentic. Again, we'll, we'll have to see because it's because it's very early days, and we'll try and watch that episode. And I guess the uh, the we'll try and get the recap out tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, we might end up putting it out on a Monday or something. I don't. I don't know. We'll no, we'll get it out. But yeah. one thing I will say about this too that I'm sad about, and I'm hopeful, still hopeful in my little heart. I want stories from women in their fifties about their sexuality. Yep. And I think there are new stories to be told about menopause and perimenopause mm-hmm. and what women really see in the world when they become older. There's a really interesting conversation. I can't remember who it's with. Uh, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge in, um, in Fleabag has it with. She's a very famous actress. And yes, I love that is, scene. Oh, my God. She I talks about what it's like to be scene. postmenopausal and how freeing it is and how, like, you know, there is like some of the excitement is gone, obviously, because, you know, you're getting older but and she's like tired. But she was also like, it's great and very freeing. Kristen Scott thank Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so maybe we will get things like that. But uh, look, to be honest, super low expectations from me. Uh, I, look, best case scenario, I've said, I think I say this for everything. It's terrific. Like it's like fantastic or it's a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I don't want none of this like, okay, it's fine, I guess, you know what I mean? It's not fun to talk about if it's just like whatever, you know? know, If it's fine, I don't – we'll just stop the show. I don't want to do it. (laughs) If it's like like insane and like really – So awful. Yeah, because that's the thing. That scene with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Chris and Scott Thomas where she says – through menopause, you then just become a person, not someone with moving like a human with moving parts. Yeah, and that to me just sounds so wonderful. And and to me, it's such a hidden world. I just feel like there's really not much at all for women about perimenopause and menopause. There's just this whole kind of kind of vacant space. And I know a lot of women in my age and older, and I spoke about this um, in an interview I did last night with a poet called Tatterhood, Joanna Bennett, and she was saying that, that she's heading for it and has been desperately trying to find any information she can because it's such a pivotal moment and I feel like there's just a dearth of it. So that kind of stuff I'm so hopeful for. Um, And I want to move the narrative past all of that kind of like, oh, menopausal women, oh, they go crazy, hot flushes. Like, you know, all of that stuff. I think there's a real conversation to be had. But I just don't see it happening. I can't. The lines in it are so not funny. Like, one of the other great things about Sex and City is it's so funny. Yeah. The TV show is so funny. And this just does not feel funny. 
it feels naff and glitzy. And then like at the end when Sarah Jessica Parker says, you everything may change, but you're still you. Vomit into a bucket. Anyway. Wow. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Any uh, other this, final thoughts? Nah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it more in depth. Um, I just, I just saw this tweet. I thought it was funny. It's from Quilliam on Twitter, who says, "You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now get ready to wake up every day until you die." It's <laughs> 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 fucking Elf on the Shelf is suddenly everywhere. Oh, and I haven't done it. That was the thing that was going to send me over the edge, and I was going to go and buy one. And I thought, I just can't. I don't have it in me. And now I feel like I've let down the Christmas magic. Our son keeps asking me why he doesn't have an elf on the shelf. I'll get an elf on the shelf. I get a bloody elf on the shelf today. All right, bloody get an elf on the shelf. Why do we have to? Why? Why? Why it's create Christmas more magic work? and cheer? It's Christmas magic and cheer. You bought a puppy. This is an no. elf. It's not a real thing. I oh, know. Yeah, we met Santa yesterday at the zoo. Um, for any uh, for any people <laughs> listening with kids, we're not going to spoil the, the magic of Santa. But uh, but when me and Claire were with our kids, obviously we saw Santa. And we went up, but there was part of us all like, "Oh my God, is Santa? Santa's here!" <laughs> you see, there's a fucking Santa. <laughs> and no, and it's incredible. Went, and we must have all just stood there, being like, "Hi, Santa!" Hi, Santa. And then we didn't say anything, and he just went, uh, <laughs> "So is anyone going to take a photo? Yeah. Like, what are you standing like, around oh, for?" Like, "Oh, Santa, you're hilarious. <laughs> He's a good Santa." I know, it was great. I loved at the end how our son was like, that's not Santa. Yeah, he's like, that's not Santa. <laughs> like, why not? He's like, he's got glasses. Santa doesn't wear glasses. I'm like, Santa wears glasses. What are you talking about? Uh, I also love that we waited for, because all of the zookeepers made Christmas floats yeah. of their little vehicles that they drive around and they did a little parade. And our son just went, well, that was a bit boring. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah. That's great. So he was like, I thought they gave us presents. Any of his presents? That was boring. Oh, well, that is boring. <laughs> I was like so wrapped up in all the Christmas cheer. Someone might turn their little vehicle into a Santa's workshop. Yeah. There was an orangutan with a giant Christmas hat on. It was great. Man, I fucking love the zoo. I'll be the first to say it. <laughs> Especially if it's an ethical zoo. Do you know what I mean? I don't want of this like none of this keep keeping animals in cages and whatever. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Conservation. It's good stuff. Just incredible. Incredible. It is. It's Anyways, a beautiful, beautiful place. I particularly enjoyed our daughter roaring at the lions. Yeah, that's First good. time she'd seen lions and she just went, rah, yeah. rah. Yeah. And I loved it. I felt like she was really hoping they'd talk back to her. Yeah, well, that's the dealio, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Let's wrap <laughs> things up. I've got. You know you can review the show? This person has done it. Johnny, uh, John Reese Lynch who says, great show. I accidentally clicked on this today, and I think I like this as much as the Weekly Planet. Wow, my Lego is sorted by color. Not as good, but um, the first part is terrific, and I love what you're saying. I love your vibe. <laughs> we love that. Oh God, go to my Instagram page. I just shared. We have the best listeners who have the most incredible Lego organization I've ever seen, and just like dream Lego rooms that you just want to have in your house. And uh, I put the links on my Instagram page to some of the photos, and my God, people are. Spectacularly clever. They're, they're loving life. And they who, are loving and it. And they also, uh, they they really appreciate how you, you patronise them and go, I love I love what you're doing. I'm not patronising. I'm serious. Do you know, I, I was spent serious. half of lockdown this year was me spent buying Trofast drawers from Ikea and sorting out our toys. I bloody love it. And yet you couldn't get a single elf on the shelf. Do you have a letter, Claire, this I week? I do. You need to put your head headphones on. What is this bloody headphone because bloody hour? as I pre- predicted and hoped for, people have started sending in voice memos again. We really appreciate it. We love a voice memo. We do. Just like this wonderful human being has off we go. 
Hey, Claire and James. I uh, sent a voice memo in a few months ago, and then I emailed the Weekly Planet to say that I'd gotten into the college I really wanted to go to. And uh, I'm here now, and it's great. I uh, just wanted to say thank you guys for being so inspiring. Uh, And because of you, I started a blog called Too Many Servings of John.com, where I just write like movie reviews and like random stuff. I did a post about how Pitch Perfect and Monsters University are the same movie. Uh, and thank you, James, for inspiring me to write the dumb things that I want to write. Uh, Hell yeah. So, Any, anybody yeah, can write um, a dumb thing. You guys are both amazing people, and thank you. Keep being great. Thank you. Aww. I know too many servings of John. I remember he's uh, when he when he wrote into the show. Yeah, he's a legend. Thank yeah. you, John Script. We are so grateful for you for writing in and also for just being a regularly excellent person. And people, please check out Too Many Servings of John. Correct. The blog. Love it. All right. Is that it from us? Yep. We'll be back soon, though, to make fun of Sex in the City <laughs> a little bit more. Just All right. Bit, it's the magic hour. It's the magic hour. Okay. This yeah. is Feature Justin Podcast. Do you want to also talk about how you think there's too many women in Hollywood? Do you want to talk about that as well? What? Didn't you say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say there's too many women? They're overrepresented. That's what you said to me. And I said, no, I would never say I said, no, no way. That's what I said. <laughs> that is, sounds like something I would say. There we go. That is, that's me to a T. Claire Tonti. No more women around. That's what I say. Nice. <laughs> nice. I don't agree. These nice. bloody women all right, with thanks. all their opinions. <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.